0: Welcome to House of David Ministries. I'm Pastor Eric Michael Teitelman. Join me as we learn about the rich heritage of our Christian faith. In each episode we explore a unique topic that will deepen your knowledge of Christ and who we are as his people. In this episode we're going to talk about the mystery of the Gentiles, the mystery of the nations, and how God has mysteriously brought them into this covenant relationship with Israel. Now, it might not sound like much of a mystery, since most of the church today is not Jewish. But let's go back to the first century church, which, of course, we know was mostly Jewish. Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, he said, But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, the hidden wisdom which was ordained, which God ordained before the ages for our glory, which none of the rulers of this age knew, for had they known, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. In Matthew chapter 13, Jesus says, It has been given to you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it has not been given. So these mysteries are God's hidden wisdom that were concealed from humanity until the time that God would choose to reveal it to us. And what is this wisdom, essentially, that we're reading about? Yeshua, Jesus, and Paul were both speaking of the mystery of Christ. He is called Emmanuel. God appearing in the flesh to walk and dwell with his people. It says in Proverbs chapter 3, it says, The Lord by wisdom founded the earth. By understanding, he established the heavens. In John chapter 1, we've read, All things were made through him, and without him nothing was made that was made. So from these verses, we conclude that the wisdom of God is both Christ and his creation. Yeshua and Paul were speaking of the mystery of Christ, Again, Emmanuel, God appearing in the flesh to dwell with us, with his people. We know that Christ's sacrifice would bring atonement for the sin of all mankind to those who believe in Jesus. And he said to the Jew first and then to the Greek, to the Gentiles. But the mystery is not exclusively Christ's sacrifice. In Ephesians chapter 5, Paul said, this is a great mystery, but I speak concerning Christ and the church. And so, therefore, the greater part of the mystery is that the church includes other nations. This is God's mystery amongst the Gentiles. In Colossians chapter 1, Paul said, The mystery which has been hidden from ages and from generations, but now has been revealed to his saints, who are Israel, to them God willed to make known what are the riches of the glory of the mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. So let's understand this word Gentile. The word in Hebrew is goyi, or plural is goyim, and it's used in Scripture to refer to the nations. The word actually encompasses or includes the nation of Israel. In First Chronicles, we read, if you were reading in Hebrew, it says, Who is like your people, like Israel, the one nation, or in Hebrew, goyi, on the earth whom God went to redeem for himself as a people, to make for himself a name? Now the Lord also uses the word goyim to make this distinct separation or sanctification between Israel, God's covenant nation and all the other nations. These other goyim, these other nations were previously outside of God's covenant promises until Christ would come and extend his covenant of mercy with all flesh. And so the word isn't really derogatory. It's just descriptive of God's salvific purposes for Israel, which was to bring God's light to her surrounding Gentile nations. Now Paul made similar distinctions purposefully to show how God was now joining the Gentile nations with his covenant nation, Israel. He says in Romans 11, he says, I speak to you Gentiles, inasmuch as I am an apostle to the Gentiles, I magnify my ministry, if by any means I may provoke to jealousy those who are my flesh, he was talking about Israel, and save some of them. Now the Lord promised Abram, and you know his name was changed, he was first called Abram, he promised him that he would make of him a great nation, and we know that that is the nation of Israel. But later God changed his name to Abraham, or Avraham, and he promised that he would make him the father of many nations, which are the Gentiles. In Genesis chapter 12, the Lord says, I will make you, Abram, a great nation, which is Israel. I will bless you and make your name great, and you shall be a blessing. And then in Genesis chapter 17, the Lord says, As for me, behold, my covenant is with you, Abraham, and you shall be a father of many nations. So while the church was this mystery that was hidden from the beginning of time, Israel, on the other hand, was never hidden. In fact, in Amos chapter 3, we already, we've already seen the Lord said, You, Israel, only have I known of all the families of the earth. You see, no, it was Christ and his church that was hidden and is now revealed. Israel was to inherit the promises of Christ, to become the church and join the nations, join the Gentiles, and to guide them into God's everlasting covenant. In Galatians 4, Paul says, Now we, brethren, as Isaac was our children of the promise. And then in Ephesians chapter 3, he goes on to say that the Gentiles should be fellow heirs of the same body and partakers of his promise in Christ through the gospel. For me, it's amazing to see how the nations have been joined to the saved remnant of Israel to become the children of the promise. And to me, this is really the great mystery of the Gentiles. And we're going to see more so in a moment here. But first, let's read Ephesians chapter 3, verses 1 through 6. It says, For this reason I, Paul, the prisoner of Christ Jesus for you Gentiles, If indeed you have heard of the dispensation of the grace of God, which was given to me for you, how that by the revelation he made known to me the mystery, as I have briefly written down already, by which when you read you may understand my knowledge in the mystery of Christ, which in other ages was not made known to the sons of men, as it has been now revealed by the Spirit to his holy apostles and the prophets, And this is the important part, that the Gentiles should be fellow heirs of the same body and partakers of his promise in Christ through the gospel. Now, many Jewish people are still waiting for their Messiah. But unfortunately, their understanding, their comprehension of who is the Christ, the the Messiah, the Mashiach, the Anointed One, is not yet revealed to them, even the greatest rabbinic scholars. You see, Christ is still hidden to the Jewish people. This is why Paul says in Romans 11, I do not desire, brethren, that you should be ignorant of this mystery, lest you should be wise in your own opinion, that blindness in part has happened to Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles has come in. And Israel's partial blindness is to Christ, to Yeshua. Because he goes on to say in Romans 10, he says, they still have a zeal for God, but not according to knowledge. Many Jews believe in God, and they believe even in the Holy Spirit. But unfortunately, they lack the knowledge of the divine nature of Christ. They do not understand his atoning works on the cross. They have missed the promise and indwelling presence of the Holy Spirit, and most significantly, they lack the unveiled intimacy with our Heavenly Father. And I say the church is blessed for these reasons because flesh and blood has not revealed these things to us But our Father who is in heaven, he has revealed to us who is the Christ. So the Jews are looking for a Messiah, a Savior, a man and a king from the lineage of David. They are expecting this man to destroy all their enemies and to bring peace to Israel and all the nations of the earth. They are not looking for God to appear in all his divine glory, nor are they looking for the Son of God or anyone to die or atone for their sins. You see, Christ is still a mystery to Israel. And for this reason, Israel, unfortunately, is still separated from the Gentiles. Now, Paul in Ephesians chapter 2, verses 14 and 15 said, For he, Christ himself, is our peace, who has made both Jew and Gentile one, and has broken down the middle wall of separation, having abolished in his flesh the enmity, that is, the law of commandments, contained in ordinances, so as to create in himself one new man from the two, thus making peace. But what exactly was this law that Paul was talking about? Well, let's read in Deuteronomy. The Lord commanded Israel. In Deuteronomy chapter 7, he says, You shall make no covenant with them, he's speaking of the Gentiles, nor show mercy to them, nor shall you make marriages with them. You shall not give your daughters to their son, nor take their daughter for your son. Under strict rabbinic law, the Jewish people were prohibited from intermarrying with their surrounding Gentile nations. And they were also required to remain separate from them. Israel, under God's commandment, was essentially excluding the Gentiles from all of God's covenant promises. That's why Jesus said in Matthew 7, he says, Do not give what is holy to the dogs, nor cast your pearls before swine, lest they trample them under their feet and turn and tear you in pieces. Added to that, you had these edicts for Gentile impurity, and it came with severe punishment. Peter, the apostle Peter, was aware of this law when he received his infamous vision from the Lord, when this sheet, this net came down from heaven with all of these unclean animals. And he says to the Lord, he says, you know how unlawful it is for a Jewish man to keep company with or go to one of another nation. You see, they weren't even allowed to visit them. But God has now shown me that I should not call any man common or unclean. In Ephesians, Paul, Ephesians chapter 2, Paul says that at that time, you Gentiles were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. But now in Christ, the Lord has shown mercy to those who were previously separated from his covenant. In Hosea chapter 2, he says, then I will sow her for myself in the earth and I will have mercy on her who had not obtained mercy. Then I will say to those who are not my people, you are my people, and they shall say, you are my God. In Galatians chapter 3, it says, And the scripture, foreseeing that God would justify the Gentiles by faith, preached the gospel to Abraham, beforehand saying, In you all the nations of the earth shall be blessed. And in Romans chapter 4, verse 16, Paul says, Therefore it is a faith that it might be according to grace, so that the promise might be sure to all the seed not only to those who are of the law, which is Israel, but also to those who are of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. In Galatians chapter 3, Paul says, And if you are Christ's, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. And in Acts chapter 15, it says, So God, who knows the heart, acknowledged them by giving them the Holy Spirit, just as he did to us and made no distinction between us and them, purifying their hearts by faith. Now, there's one last important part to this great mystery. Paul says in Romans 11, verse 11, he says, Through their fall, through Israel's fall, to provoke them to jealousy, salvation has come to the Gentiles. Now, he wasn't just talking about the gift of salvation. He was actually saying that the mantle of bringing the message of the gospel, the the good news of salvation, the good news of the kingdom, has been entrusted to the Gentiles to, prov- to provoke Israel to jealousy. He goes on to say in Romans 11, verse 25, he says, For I do not desire, brethren, that you should be ignorant of this mystery, lest you should be wise in your own opinion, that blindness in part has happened to Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles has come in. So here's the understanding. Israel's salvation is predicated on God's sovereign work of salvation amongst the Gentiles, amongst the nations. And when the full number of the Gentiles is brought into the kingdom of God, the Lord has promised to then save all of Israel. In Acts chapter 15, it says, Simon has declared how God at the first visited the Gentiles to take out of them a people for his name. And with this, the words of the prophets agree, just as it is written, After this, I will return and will rebuild the tabernacle of David, which is the kingdom of Israel, which has fallen down. I will rebuild its ruins, and I will set it up so that the rest of mankind may seek the Lord. Even all the Gentiles who are called by my name, says the Lord, who does all these things. So you see, God's mercy has been shown to the Gentiles because of Israel's rebellion. But now God will show mercy to Israel because of the disobedience of the Gentiles. In Romans 11, Paul sums it up by saying, for God has committed them all to disobedience, all humanity, that he might have mercy on all. And then in verses 26 and 27, he goes on to say, and so all Israel shall be saved, as it is written, the Deliverer who is Christ will come out of Zion, and he will, re- he will turn away ungodliness from Jacob, for this is my covenant with them when I take away their sins. And so this is the great mystery of the Gentiles, the great mystery here, is that God's salvation, which was revealed in Christ, would first come to the Gentiles through Israel. But then Israel's salvation would be provoked by the Gentiles who are now in Christ. So it says, that's why it says in Matthew, so that the last will be first and the first will be last. This is the great mystery, Paul says in Ephesians 5, but I speak concerning Christ and the church. And he goes on to say in Romans 11, Oh, the depth of the riches both of the wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his judgments and his ways past finding out. Amen. If you have enjoyed this teaching from House of David Ministries, make sure you subscribe to our channel and don't forget to visit our website where you can sign up for our monthly newsletter. We pray the Lord richly bless you, and we look forward to having you join us again for our next episode.